The latest episode of the Next 5 podcast is all about AI and the business travel sector. I speak to Tim LaBelle, head of product for SAP Concur Spend Solutions. We'll have so much data that our travel will be safer. Shelley Fletcher-Bryant, VP of Advito. AI can certainly contribute to more eco-friendly travel practices. And author and public speaker, Theo Lau. AI can help us predict when it will be a peak travel, more delays, cancelled flights. Listen to the full episode of the Next 5 wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy. The FT. Hello, I'm Jan Daly. Welcome to the FT's Culture Cast. Social media has many uses, but just now it's acting as a powerful way of striking back at filmmakers who have allegedly traduced the reputations of both the living and the dead. It's a peril of the current craze for biopics and true life stories in movies. Some of the people are still alive and, annoying as it must be to the filmmakers, they have their own memories and their own point of view. Former wrestler Mark Schultz, played in Bennett Miller's Foxcatcher by Channing Tatum, has been enraged by the suggestion of a gay relationship between himself and sports philanthropist John Dupont and his twin-pronged assaults on Facebook and Twitter have been enhanced by some very colourful language. Meanwhile, a former girlfriend of Jimi Hendrix is furious that Jimmy All Is By My Side, made in 2013 but just out on DVD, shows the great musician walloping her over the head with a telephone. She claims that no such thing ever happened. There are many such stories. It's Oscar season and the stakes are high. Producers and directors are hardly likely to climb down, just as they were unlikely to sacrifice a good story for the sake of a little accuracy in the first place. Such quarrels are all about power, and, until the advent of social media, there was no comeback against the might of the studios and directors, except through the law courts, and that was far beyond the reach of most people. One of Schultz's belligerent posts took this up directly, saying he was, quotes, calling out the only man, i.e. Miller, who has had decision-making power concerning my image and legacy. Kathy Etchingham, the Hendrix ex, used Amazon to fight back against the Jimmy filmmakers, posting a customer review on the site. In it, she reports that the filmmaker's riposte to her complaint that the telephone incident never happened was that they knew it was true because they had thoroughly researched her. Silly of her to think she knew more about her own life than they did. I imagine that the ghost of J.M.W. Turner is cheering on Miss Etchingham after his ludicrous portrayal in Mike Lee's Mr. Turner. These things are sure to happen at a time when the biopic has become almost a dominant form in films. The hunger for biopics is an obvious spin-off of a celebrity-obsessed culture. Any true-life personality, it seems, trumps a fictional hero these days. There's a doubling up of celebdom going on here too. Once it was enough to venerate a famous film star playing a role, probably a fictional role, but now this is ratcheted up into fame on fame... Joaquin Phoenix as Johnny Cash, Nicole Kidman as Virginia Woolf, Leonardo DiCaprio as Howard Hughes, and so on. Or even fame creates fame. We all know who Erin Brockovich is because Julia Roberts played her. Celeblast, of course, loves the dark side. 
it's not enough in much of our idiotic media to pump reality TV non-entities up to dramatic proportions. They have to fall from their heights as well. Otherwise, where's the fun? And truer heroes must do the same. I count both Hendrix and Turner among the artistic greats of their times and genres, but in movie land, Hendrix has to be seen smashing his lover over the head with a telephone, and Turner portrayed having wordless, brutish sex with his pythonesquely downtrodden maid. Perhaps they did, perhaps they didn't. And I do realise that we don't much want to see either of them feeding the cat or doing the washing up. They almost certainly didn't do either of those things either. The point is, surely, that real life, however dramatic, rarely provides a narrative as satisfying as well-made fiction can. So, obviously, liberties must be taken. At the real foxcatcher farm, apparently, the two Schultz brothers were actually never in residence at the same time. But what kind of script would that have made? Accuracy, therefore, is a movable commodity. Films, and the better television dramas, go to vast lengths and spend astonishing sums to ensure visual authenticity. When Fellini rebuilt Rome, in the city's own Cinecitta in the early 1970s, it was considered outlandish. Now when director J.C. Chandor rebuilds Deepwater Horizon in a desert somewhere, it's pretty much run-of-the-mill. Everything from bath taps to jewellery is scrupulously researched. See the BBC's new Wolf Hall. But such mundanities as the details of relationships are up for grabs. It must be, mustn't it, all about what we want from our heroes and heroines. What we want to admire or just explore. The film industry is still a dream factory, even if only in the sense that it reflects back at us our nightmares as well. But escapism these days comes courtesy of low-cost airlines. Cinema must do something else. At the moment, what it is doing is feeding our hunger to know more about other people's lives. And perhaps we are so fascinated by these real lives because in a warmongering time with a moral compass on the blink, we are looking for ways to live. It seems that the poor old filmmakers can never quite get it right, though. While the Foxcatcher row is about imputations of homosexual feelings where there were none, a different criticism has been levelled at a biopic that claims strong sympathy with gay people. The imitation game about scientist Alan Turing, who was so appallingly treated by the British authorities for his homosexuality. This one's good intentions didn't pass muster, with the New York Review of Books Christian Carroll, however, who declared last week that Benedict Cumberbatch had portrayed Turing as just the sort of mythological gay man, whiny and weak, that homophobes love to hate. You can't win them all. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. 
The latest episode of the Next Five podcast is all about AI and the business travel sector. I speak to Tim LaBelle, head of product for SAP Concur Spend Solutions. We'll have so much data that our travel will be safer. Shelley Fletcher Bryant, VP of Advito. AI can certainly contribute to more eco friendly travel practices. And author and public speaker Theo Lau. AI can help us predict when it will be a peak travel, more delays, cancelled flights. Listen to the full episode of the Next Five wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy.